This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) welcome to what I think is episode 38. I could be wrong, but uh, here we are. I have a very special guest with me today. This is, and I'm not, I'm not just uh, blowing smoke, but uh, this is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Mm. This is uh, Mr. Chris Kidd. You're too kind. Nah, <laughs> you're too kind, which is why you're one of my favorite people well, in the world. Uh, others so. might disagree, but <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you. You are one of my favorite people. So Chris Kidd is one of our elders here at Radiant Life Church, uh, on top of which I consider Chris a friend. So uh, super pumped to be able to sit down I'm excited, and have man. you on the podcast. JB's out of town, so... As as always, when he's gone, we or I'm gone, we we want us to do the podcast. So here we are. I thought, hey, you know what? I think Chris Kidd would be. Our I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> when will they invite me? <laughs> Today is that day. Today's the day with some good stuff. We've got some good stuff. So here's <laughs> here's the deal. Uh, you know this about me if you've watched the podcast. I'm worthless when it comes to making coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do any of the stuff that JB does. Uh, now, do you are you a coffee drinker? No. Usually, no. So, uh, well, I am a coffee drinker. I, I, there's a big story, but I didn't start drinking coffee till I was 40. Okay, and it was more of a social thing. Okay, and uh, so like, but I mean, you're not like every morning you're not making a pot of coffee. Yeah, of well, Sheila is, and right, I, but I mean, I, but you don't like. You're not the one up there like grinding, brewing, like, no, doing all this. No, stuff, no, like, no. This JB is does, throw right? the grounds and the. <clears throat> In the, you got like your Mr. Yeah, coffee this, coffee pot. Well, we're upgraded to a bun. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. All right. But, and I drink coffee at work, but usually two cups. And that's yeah. it. Two but, cups a day. Yeah. So. All right. So neither of us are like naturally coffee guys. No. And we definitely don't make it, uh, especially the way that Pastor JB does. So you pitched a really cool idea to me yesterday. It's, so Sheila is, she got a juicer for her birthday. So who's Sheila? Sheila's my wife, okay. Sheila, Mrs. Kid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she got a juicer for, Kinsey calls us what, says what, this is what old people do. So oh, I like to say You're it's what healthier people do. Ah, I like that. Good, <laughs> so, good, good spin on that. So Sheila made us two juicers and she's covered them up and she gave us. Uh, there's the two taste, of them There's here. two of them. Like for those um, of you that are like. Yeah. This is what we got. We've got one that has a number one on it and one that has a number two on it. So the idea is to take the foil off. Okay. Try not to look because color can give it away. Okay. Taste it. And then she gave us the tasting notes. For both of these juices. So we don't know what's in these juices, ladies and gentlemen. So we have to try to detect the tasting notes (laughs) of this juice. Are, are those sealed in an envelope? They are sealed. But I'll just read this now. Like, the first one has four different tasting All right. Notes. So juice number one has four tasting and notes. And juice number two has five. Holy moly. Tasting notes. And this is what uh, Sheila wrote. The process is cold pressed, slow masticated. The region is <laughs> soft. That's like when you chew. Is that a setting on your juice? It grinds it up. It, it, this thing's incredible. It, like... <laughs> removes all the pulp and there's no pulp in this. Okay, you can't which, put a different. Which I I don't. You don't I like don't pulp. Like pulp. Good. 
So, but you, you could put a different thing in there that, or something. so you could get a little bit of pulp in. Uh, the region is Southwest Michigan made, <laughs> and it says fruits and vegetables from all over the world. <laughs> so I'm super curious to know what fruits and vegetables we have from all over the world here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so but, uh, try not. So so is the is the top clear? No. Okay. The top is not. So if I peel back, yeah, it's just. We're gonna, this is like a blind, it's a blind taste test. test but okay. also blind because we can't look at it. And then I'm and see what we're doing to open the thing. Should we shake it or like yeah, you probably swirl should. it? Yeah, there's probably you probably should. I mean, there's not pulp, so it's not like no, it settles. But it, there is some stuff that I noticed that settles at the bottom. Okay, right. well, so it's been okay. There we go. Shaken, not stirred. Dude, I can't. yeah, it's. I feel old. I can't get the <laughs> stinking thing off here. Okay, but I'm not looking. No look. I'm not looking. All right. Okay, first sip. This I can is, tell. I can tell what's in it by the smell already. One of the things. Yep. I mean, there's definitely a vegetable in here. I think so. But there's a. Okay, based on the tongue feel. I don't know if actually I think I'm going back. I don't know if there's a vegetable. I don't know. I, there's something like. Do you ever have it like with mouth feel? Like with certain things, like they make your mouth feel a certain way. Like a good, I've talked about this on the podcast before, probably, but like a good Caesar dressing has mm. anchovy paste in it. Mm. And that okay. like, that feels a certain way in your mouth. Like a, a cheap Caesar dressing doesn't have that. And you're like, this isn't Caesar dressing. I know one. Uh, I know one for for sure. I, okay. I think I have two, maybe three. So I'm gonna register my first guess is pineapple. Okay. What's your What's your first one? That I know that's in it. Oh well, I mean, no, I don't know that she didn't. I didn't see her make. No, it. No, I know. So but, ginger. There's ginger in this. Okay. So I agree. Maybe with, that's part of that. I agree with pineapple. That's some of that feel. So so far we've got pineapple, ginger. ginger. I'm trying to place the vegetable. It's definitely pineapple. Ginger. I think the, like the acidity of the pineapple. There might be apple. I, uh, I, I think would, I would second that. I would second that. So I got pineapple, ginger, apple, apple. and there's got to be a vegetable in here, though. I don't. I'm gonna say you I don't. don't th I don't think, think there's there a is. vegetable in I here. I don't think there is. Because it's almost got like a <clears throat> like if you were to just you know as so people often do, just eat like a piece of romaine lettuce, mm. like just plain. I don't know who does that. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> Everybody wave to Pam. Pam's like in the background of the hi, podcast Pam. here. Everybody say hi, Pam. <laughs> Hey, at least it's not screaming children. We had, yeah, right. We had that before. I, 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 it's all right. No, we are. We seriously, you should wave hi to everybody on the podcast, Pam. You're good. <laughs> I just, I just thought it'd be cool to like have Pam come over and say hi. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say romaine lettuce. You don't think that would? I don't think that would juice. I'm well. gonna. This is this isn't fair because I know what she makes. 
So she might have thrown it because she says she's going to try and stump us. So there might be a vegetable in it. I'm so gonna, I'll go. I'll agree with you with whatever, whatever you say because I don't know what. Okay. So we've got pineapple, apple, ginger, romaine lettuce. Do you? That's it for 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 this. One. Okay. For this. Okay. One. So let's see. let's let's bust that. First, let's, let's let's look at it. Let's look at it. If it's green, there's a vegetable in it, and there's oh, there's there's no lettuce in no, that. No. <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> So there's, let's. There's no romaine lettuce in this. See what she choose. <laughs> All right. Definitely like an orange pineapple. Lemon. Okay. Pineapple, oh. Yellow bell pepper. Ah. And so there ginger. was a vegetable. So we got two of them. Two. Hey. Yeah. Not bad. Fifty percent. Right. We'd make pretty good baseball players. The ginger's just so stand out. You like it? It's mm -hmm. good, isn't it? I do. I love pineapple though. Like yeah. that's like I'll just drink straight pineapple juice sometimes. I really like pineapple. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're gonna set that aside. Man, I should have had water so we could like cleanse our palate. Yeah. Because that pineapple is it's pretty strong. Like that's gonna. Yeah. Well, maybe a oh, couple of yeah. sips of this, and we go. All right, we're busting open juice number two, which has gentlemen. five. This might be the one that there's some bell pepper. Ah. I, I don't know if I could ever taste bell pepper. Like it's well, but there's like a certain. I mean that that is one. Like if you just eat a eat a pepper, like a slice of pepper, plain. Like I mean I can I can see that. If she like used these on there, apparently drinking all this juice makes you strong. Well, it makes Sheila strong. And I haven't been drinking as much as she. Yeah, <laughs> but you're also trying to do it in such a way that you don't. Oh, there we go. Like see the right, juice, so, right? You know that's right. <laughs> this is hard to get off. I'm glad it wasn't just me. I need like a like a channel lock. There oh, go. there we go. Right. Got it. I got so that number, left handed. That's kind of odd. Number two. The juice number two. Push it up. Not looking. not looking. Not looking. Whoa! I have no idea. That one. That's different. I don't, I can't even, I can't even There's got to be a vegetable in this. I think so. There's got to be a vegetable in this. It's good. Oh. There, I think there's cucumber in there. I think I've, I'm, I think I know another one. We need five. All right, I what's think yours? there's a jalapeno in there. Oh, I, you know what? I, I think you're right. Yeah. So far we have cucumber, jalapeno. There's five, and I'm not gonna get any more than that, I don't think. I think she's got a lime in there. Oh, yep, you are absolutely right. Good call. Yeah, dude, it's got like a little, uh, that jalapeno yeah. burn. Yeah. That's good. She she de-seeds them, so they're not mm. hot, but you can hot, but you can taste the. Well, but it's like a yeah. it, again, like that mouthfeel. But even yeah. like the, you can kind of feel it on your throat. Yeah, you're right with the lemon. What else did we say? Jalapeno. So we, we've got lime, jalapeno. Lime. And I thought cucumber. Cucumber. I don't know. I have no idea on the other two. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get any more. You're right. We should have had water. To <laughs> Is smelling it cheating? 
I don't think so. We smell the coffee. You think she would do like a... What are you looking for, Kinsey? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to not... Oh, no, you're good. See, I try to make it as awkward as possible for everybody. That's why. <laughs> or he does. <laughs> is that your phone, Chris? Yes, that's mine. Okay, that's his. I don't, we don't know where it is. Sorry. Right, sorry. If okay. you find Brandon Kinsey's phone... Uh, you can't e- call him to tell him. Email. Brandon at the radio. That church. <laughs> All right, let's look at it. All right, let's look, see what we got. Oh, uh, that's different. Yeah. You still think there's a little uh, in there? Yeah. I, I mean, there's got to be some carrot. Yes. Like with that color, yes. there's got to be some carrot. carrot. So, jalapeno, there's definitely a jalapeno in there. Lime, carrot, and cucumber. So, we just need a fifth one? Um... Yes. Hmm. I would say grapefruit, but I don't. Mm. I don't think so. I can't. I usually can taste the grapefruit. Hmm. Got to swirl it around in your mouth or something. That that do all that fancy stuff. <laughs> I, I don't think that works. <laughs> I don't think so. Like when you guys no talk idea. about the coffee falling off the sides of your tongue, I'm like, no. Dude, I have no idea. Okay. Let's bust that. Um, Let's bust I'm going to just say bit. lemon. I know yeah. there's lime in there, but let's see what it does. All right. So this one has honey crisp apples. Oh. <laughs> you, would, you. Sheila, you would, Sheila. You would. Sheila and Josh have this thing about apples. Which ones are the best? Uh, carrots, pineapple, ginger, and jalapeno. Okay, I can't so, taste the ginger in so this So the one. jalapeno, you you got that. I I think the jalapeno disguises the pineapple. Maybe. Because this, cause juice number one Definitely could taste was pineapple. clearly yeah, pineapple. Absolutely. This one, like, it, you, couldn't, you couldn't pick up on that as much. So you must get like the body is from the carrots and the apple, but then your flavor, yeah, the ginger. I, I, I get, but I, I can't tell the ginger like what we did in this one. After you said ginger, it's like, oh yeah. So for me, ginger has a distinct taste, but I think, I for me, I think the jalapeno disguises the ginger because mm-hmm. they both have a little bit of a bite to them. Well, so ginger can be really. I I like ginger. I like the pickled ginger when you get sushi. I like. Yeah. Like ginger beer, which is it's non-alcoholic for those of you that are concerned. Uh, <laughs> but like uh, one of the trips I went uh, to Sierra Leone, we stayed at this place and they brew their own ginger beer. Oh, it is so strong! They warned us. They're like, "Hey, just see, like sometimes this gives people reflux." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's so. Yes. Oh, but it was delicious. It was delicious. Very like if you don't like ginger. But isn't there like what is the health benefit of ginger? Ginger is supposed to be good for your gut. That's what I thought. Yeah. But it gives you reflux. Well, I mean, it was like it was super <laughs> okay. potent. I mean, okay. it was. It's like you know, a little bit of something is good. <laughs> right. A lot of something is not so good sometimes. Right. Uh, I think it was one of those. Yeah. So, but well, hey, uh, we're gonna dig into yesterday's message brought by our very own pastor Brandon Kinsey. Oh, but look at I'm looking at my summer bash invite. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, Summer Bash this Saturday. Right out here. If you're watching this the week of July 9, mm-hmm. we're going to have Summer Bash this weekend, 5 o'clock, here at Radio Life Church. If you're watching this like a year later, 
Maybe we'll have Maybe we'll have Summer Bash. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't know what the date will be for that just yet. So, but we're going to jump in. Pastor Brandon brought the message from Mark chapter 7, yeah. uh, and he really camped out in the first 23 verses. Uh, covered a chunk of that. Uh, Chris, what jumped out to you from the message yesterday? There is so much here, <laughs> like, that we could spend. I mean, obviously, the the main point was, you know, sin. Um, it's not what put you, you put into your body. It defiles you. It's what comes out. But, I mean, starting off right at the bat, the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him. They're in Galilee. Jerusalem's 100 miles away. These weren't your local Pharisees that were just, <laughs> hey, just in the neighborhood. I, this was a delegation sent by Jerusalem to come check out this Jesus guy and make sure that he's doing, keeping to their traditions. So right there in, this, in the story, it tells you a lot. I mean, this wasn't... Uh, Which uh, culturally, right, within, within Judaism, Jerusalem is where the temple was. This is your, your hub for worship. Right. right. But you've got Pharisees and scribes in other places. Jesus right. engages with them. But yeah, here it's odd to think that <laughs> they sent these guys yeah. all that distance just to basically go and harass. Right. Jesus. <laughs> right. Right. And then, I mean, you could get into the, the ceremonial washing of what that's all about. Well, which let's, let's, let's double click a little bit on some of those things because <clears throat> there's a lot of cultural elements here um i mean with the with the hand washing with but then you talked about this idea of being ceremonially clean mm -hmm. right like so if you're not familiar with judaism and this even in, I think in orthodox judaism today like there are pretty uh tight restrictions on what you may or may not eat right if you read through uh the torah right those first five books of the bible uh there are a lot of things, pork, shellfish, uh, you know, like all these different things, certain types of bird that you are not allowed to eat because these were unclean. And yes. And then Jesus kind of like pulls a change up on them. right here in this, this, and this from my study, what I was looking to, um, I can't remember who said it. it was, I don't know if it was David Guzik. It might have been. It probably was. It was <laughs> I actually did. I actually looked at more commentary than just David Guzik for this. But and actually, I don't think it was. Um, but they said that, and I didn't look to see if this was um, where this was in the timeline of Jesus' ministry. But they said that when he said what he said about this and basically saying you could eat anything you want, he makes it unclean. This would have been the most radical thing he said up to that point in his ministry. Like, this would have blown their, like, what are you talking about? And it didn't sink in yet. Right. Because you look at, fast forward to Acts. Peter. 10, 11. Yeah. Right? Peter and Cornelius, right? right? This vision that God gives Peter. And it's this sheet with all these different kinds of animals. Right. And he's like, and and Lord is like, hey, Kill and eat. Yeah. And Peter's like, what? No, no, no. I've never eaten anything <laughs> right. unclean in my life. Right? So, so you've got this. Yeah. Even though Jesus made this declaration, I think some of the cultural traditions yes. were so strong that, you know, yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't carry over. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. All right. Uh, anything else you want to jump into with, like, the, the hand washing, anything well, like that? Well, I mean... <laughs> 
I guess one of the, like, traditions by themselves aren't bad. No. It's what the Pharisees did here is, is they, they, took it over, they took it too far. <laughs> they took it uh, over um, above and beyond what, what God has commanded them. And for them, like, it says that they, they had to wash because they came from the market. It's because to them the dirty Gentiles touched whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and this was nowhere in God never commanded them to do this. Right. Um, if I had to guess, and I don't know if this is true. Maybe maybe there's something. Maybe you can. But maybe when the the priests had to go into the holy of holies and they had to cleanse themselves, well, maybe there, that's where it came out of. There were cleansing rituals, yes. right? So like, hey, if you touch a dead body, right? Hey, you've got to go. You've got to wash. You've got your ceremonially unclean for X number of days. But then, hey, you got to wash yourself, and then you're you're cool, right? So there were things like that. And yes, like prior to entering the temple for temple service, particularly that once a year when you enter the Holy of Holies, yeah. like, I mean, you've got some some cleansing that takes place as a symbolic act. Right. The Pharisees took <laughs> something that God had said right. and expanded it greatly, which, I mean, you see, uh, we've referenced this before, like the Mishnah, right? Kind of the, yep. the rabbinic... Uh, Oral tradition, and that's, that's I been think down. It would have been part of this cleansing as well, the mission, right? Probably. I mean, so yeah, you you it'll make your head spin sideways, <laughs> like trying to figure out, like, wait, how do we how do we do this? Because it is, it's like, well, you've got to you've got to wash your hands, and this time, and this time, and this time, and this time, and this is how you have to wash them, and this, you know, right? It's like, oh my goodness, like. What <laughs> Just to eat a sandwich? Yeah. I mean, like, I want my kids to, like, wash their hands if they've been out, like, playing in the yard. Sometimes. I'm actually not that strict at that. And um, that was the point of, like, uh, of not eating the pork, right? It wasn't because, it was because those things could kill you back in the day. That's what God, why God said, you know. Yeah, they were. Pork and I mean, I mean really, and, like, these things were not arbitrary. Like sometimes right. we look at it like, oh, is that just some God <laughs> gave them uh, some arbitrary list? I think some of the some of the reasons were cultural. Like, hey, if these things have significance in other religious systems, yes. we need to separate ourselves from those things. But the reality is, I remember in my 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 anatomy and physiology professor in college, and he was like a raging atheist. Like he his whole goal in life was to disprove God through anatomy, whatever. But he was one who said, hey, if you're ever outside of the U.S., don't eat pork. <laughs> like the number of parasites <laughs> right. in pork right. is insane. Yeah. So, It'll kill you. And there are some that would say even the way that we process it and cure it, <laughs> there's still a lot of parasites in pork. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this wasn't an arbitrary right. thing. So, But then they also, th- this is the other problem with traditions. When we're putting our traditions on someone else. And that's mm. what the Pharisees were doing here was that Jesus was calling them out for. Like, okay, you want to have a tradition. That's, that's one thing, right? But if you say, oh, you have to do this, now you're taking it. Well, and the, and the, the problem was they, they were, their tradition was actually superseding the right. law. Because, and Jesus gave them a very specific, specific example. And Brandon talked about this yesterday, right? Like, honor your father and mother. Mm-hmm. But the Pharisees found a loophole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, because we did this, and, and it's something that sounds really good and holy and like, oh, yeah, hey, good job, guys. Like, that's awesome. 
but they were actually using that to get out of doing what God told them to do. It so comes down to the heart again, yep. once again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But now I did want to double click. So Brandon, he gave us the definition of hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I just had a conversation with somebody uh, last week about this. And, and this is a frequent and often, unfortunately, justified <laughs> criticism of Christians. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are just a bunch of hypocrites. You go to church and you sing these songs, but dude, I see what you do every other day right. of the week. Right? Like, I mean, so there's, there's some good reason to criticize mm-hmm. Christians sometimes, but I liked how Brandon gave us that definition. And it's this person who plays a part right. or a role, right? It's, it's essentially an actor. Right. That is important because we have to distinguish between, Hey, you and I, like, are we perfect? No. Heck no. Heck no. So are, are we going to screw up? Yep. Are we going to sit here and say, hey, Jesus calls us to this, but man, I haven't perfected these things yet? Yeah. Daily? Daily. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I think it's a mistake to label somebody who's in progress, which we all are. Right. As, oh, well, you're just a hypocrite. Because you, uh, you talked me into your wife one time. And, right. And you're not supposed to do that as a Christian. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'm so an actor, the flesh. an actor really doesn't believe the part that they're right. doing. Right. That's the difference. Like yes. a hypocrite would be, oh, I'm going to do these things, but I really don't believe. Right. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to say, I mean, let's, let's come into modern culture, modern, like modern church setting, right? This is the person who says, Hey, hmm. Man, there's probably some social advantage to mm-hmm. me doing this. Ooh, look at I'm a business, I'm a salesperson. Ooh, look right. at the connections I can make right. at church. I'll go along. I'll yeah. do this church thing. I'll sing, man. I'll be put my hands up in the air. Because if this gives me a platform to connect with people, rock and roll. That's a hypocrite. <laughs> right? You're you're playing a role uh ultimately for for selfish gain. That's yeah. that's very different than somebody who is processing through their faith. And we get frustrated sometimes with ourselves, with others, because the transformation process is lifelong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, sanctification is a, is a lifelong process. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just look back as in my, some of my life and I was like, where I thought I knew what I was, I, I, that was part of my quiet time today is like, I'm just learning that, I know less than I... <laughs> so I, I think JB and I am talking about it. I mean, the, the older I get, the more I realize I don't know nearly as much as I thought I did. Right. I, I think, in my mind, as a 21-year-old kid, I was far more confident in my level of understanding <laughs> than I am now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what my quiet time was today. It was, it was in Luke and was where... Um, I'm taking a sidetrack here. Sorry. Sorry dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I've watched. watched. <laughs> and, and it was when G- after Jesus was uh, uh, came back and was raised. And he had to, it says to the disciples that he had to help them understand. Because they still thought he was coming as a military yep. leader. So he had to help them understand the scriptures. So I'm like... He, only by Holy Spirit do we truly understand the scriptures. Mm. And uh, 
But I thought when I was 21 year old or whatever, I understood scripture. I didn't. So anyway, <laughs> so we're all in progress again. But a hypocrite—that's that person. I I would say it's an intentional act. Yes, but you don't. I don't think people are accidentally hypocrites. I agree. It's an intentional thing where I'm I'm choosing to engage in this set of behaviors. And again, and ultimately, it's for selfish gain. That it doesn't actually reflect any real belief right. on my part. It's all it's all an act. And Jesus was saying this to the to the uh, Pharisees. That that was huge. I mean, it was all about political gain and and status and stuff with them. From a lot of them. a lot of them, not yes, all of them, correct. Not all of them. Yes. We see you see you read through Acts, right? <clears throat> there are a lot of Pharisees that that came to faith in Jesus. So, I, so first, Paul, huh, you ever hear of that guy? Like he's, I would say Nicodemus <laughs> as well. Eventually, came, that's my. Uh, yeah. It's it's possible Joseph of Arimathea, yeah, right? Who actually provided yes. the tomb? Yep, uh, was was part of the Pharisees. Yep. So yeah, so the Pharisees are not a. It's not like a, oh, every single Pharisee is bad. It's kind of like World War Two, right? Not every German was a right, Nazi. Right. A Nazi was a. Nazism is a is a political ideology. Right. Not everybody in Germany was that. Right. Not every Pharisee was a jerkbag who hated Jesus. So, <laughs> right. just saying, just saying. Uh, all right. What else we got? Ooh, I did. He so Brandon had this William Barclay quote, mm-hmm. and this I think is a is a core element of yes. this passage. Yep. Uh, I'm going to read that quote from William Barclay. It says, Every outward act of sin is preceded by an inward act of choice. Let's, let's wander down that path um, just a little bit. Yeah, so that's where Jesus is saying, like, it's not what you put into your body that defiles you. It's what comes out of it. So, And we're going to get into it, so I'll, I'm kind of jumping ahead here a little bit. But you take this list of uh, sins that Jesus calls out. You're talking like verse 20 through 23. Yes. Go ahead. Just read that. Uh, 20 through 23. Yeah. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. Uh, for From within, out of people's hearts, comes evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, thefts, murders, adulteries, greeds, evil actions, deceit, self-indulgence, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these things come from within and defile a person. So... The sins, let's take, uh, I'm, I'm going to tap on an easy one here right now. <laughs> I want to go to another one, but I'm not going to yet. <laughs> let's tap on gluttony. Let's, okay. That's a, that's, that's, it's an easy one, but it's one that we, we look over. doesn't get talked about. It doesn't often. get talked about often. It's not that eating is obviously we're to eat. Mm-hmm. It's the overindulgence. It's not the, the overindulgence. There's something within you. You're making an act of choice. That's what um, William Barclay is saying here. Um, that precedes the outward act. And I would say, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So if, if you know different or if you know different, feel free to correct. <clears throat> Sometimes we think of gluttony as like, <clears throat> oh, man, I went to the buffet and I ate a whole bunch of food. Man, I'm a glutton. Uh, in Scripture, there's a lot of times, particularly in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. where they have feasts. I'm guessing they're eating more than normal right. at these feasts. It's when this becomes a, a, a practice right. that it becomes a problem. Right. If 
every single time I sit down to eat, <clears throat> I'm overindulging. That's, That's gluttony. Funny. Yep. But I've uh, maybe it's C.S. Lewis too. I don't know. Some, some no. Go ahead, Lori. I was just gonna say, but the overeating part is is the symptom of something yes. inside. Yes. Yeah. There's something inside yes. that's driving it. Even if it's just, it could be as simple as, I like food. I'm I sure. want more food. <laughs> and so, even though, like, ultimately, what we're doing will harm us, right? If I consistently overeat. Like that has negative effects on my body, yes. which I would suggest we're called to care for. Right. Uh, but if I if I say, well, no, well, I want it. Or now, sometimes there can be deeper things, psychological things, sure. emotional things that we are using food to cope with, mm -hmm. which is also a mistake. Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's self medicating. Some people self-medicate with meth. Some people self-medicate with Food. alcohol. Some people self-medicate with Amazon. Exercise. Exercise. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe <laughs> all kinds of it. And it's important in all of those cases to really kind of drill in and say, well, what's at, what's at the heart of this? Right. What's driving this thing? But I just, you know, go back to those, the idea of, of, of essentially like having this choice, right? Every outward act of sin is preceded by an inward act of choice. Right. Um, you know, Brandon talked about sexual immorality. And, you know, maybe it feels like we pick on people for this one a lot. And it, it's some, that was the one I was going to touch on, but <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I just I, waited for no, you. No, no, well, we, and, and I want to hear what you, I, hear, I want to hear what you have to say on it. But like, sometimes people criticize the church. I was listening to a podcast and this was like a, there's believers doing this podcast and they were kind of upset about what they deemed crotch Christianity. Like basically all you care about is like who people sleep mm. with and abortion. Mm. Like that's all you guys ever care about. It's like, well, no, like that's not all we care about. But I mean, you, you can't read scripture. I was in my quiet time this morning. I was in first Corinthians five and six. Go read those chapters. <laughs> Tell me sexual morality isn't something that's significant in God's eyes. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know. And so, the the thing about these sins too that are listed they're not new like no, no. <laughs> it's all no. the same it's, it's this, <laughs> the same things that people have been struggling with for years are the same things yeah. we're struggling with yeah. now but so what i was going to say about the because i think we can be there could be a danger to this uh again it'd be skirt tailing what god's word says but if you say oh well, it's not what I put into my body defiles me, so I can look at porn. Eh. <laughs> no, it's what is causing you to do want to do that? Yeah, I mean, and and clearly, as we read scripture, you know, we're we're told by Paul, like, think on the things that are good and right, right. and true and admirable, and like, I mean, it is important what we we focus on, right? But the things that we focus on will be driven by the heart, right? You mentioned you mentioned porn, right? Like this is one of those things that's like people are like, oh yeah, like is that such a big deal? Or or people say, oh yeah, like yeah, oh man, I just really have a hard time with this. It's like okay, let's let's pause, okay? Like, I was I was 11 years old when I literally like stumbled mm -hmm. into porn. Me and my buddy were out like in the cornfield behind my house, <laughs> found a bag. There it is. Which set up for a yeah. several years worth of struggle with with pornography. Yeah. 
But if I look back, right, and I could say, oh, man, like, I keep, it's kind of like Paul. I, I don't want to do this, but I keep doing it. No, you don't, quite frankly. I looked at porn because I wanted to look yeah. at porn. Like, JB talked about that last week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and that's where, you know, like, yeah. these, these things that we, we do on some level, there's probably some heart-level desire that's driving that behavior. So... Yes. So, which is, uh, I guess I wrote it somewhere, but that's what, that's where you have to do a search me, Mm -hmm. search my, like, why am I doing, like, Lord, reveal the things to me that are unpleasing to you. What's driving them? What is in me that is causing me to want to do these things? And when he shows you, you have to be willing to let go of it. Yeah. It's, it's that struggle. We talked about this in the Unseen Realm series, right? That, the struggle between the flesh and the, the, the world. You know, we've got we've got the influence from the flesh, the world, and the devil, yeah. and those are all at odds with the spirit. Yeah. The devil doesn't he doesn't throw things at us to tempt us that we are appalled by. Right. He's not going to be like, "Hey, Chris, you should go do this thing that you're not at all and you know, don't find appealing." Yeah. No, he's going <laughs> to he's going he's to be like, works. "Hey, I know." I kind of know what Chris likes. Yeah. Hey, Chris, what about what about this? What about this? Yeah. And on some level, those appeal to us. That's what makes them tempting. Again, I'm not. I can't be like you know what. The other day, I was tempted to sit down and eat just a a whole pail full of beets. <laughs> like I've never had that temptation. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, I mean, like I'm, I'm not going to be a glutton for beets. Yeah. <laughs> <Like that's, laughs> yeah. So. But that search me prayer and then follow it up with uh, an honest uh, reflection as to whether or not mm. I'm willing to let go of this desire. Maybe not let go of, but to say no to the flesh influence on that desire. Because I think most, most <clears throat> a lot of the desires that we have are, are okay or good, right? It's not. It's not inherently wrong for us as dudes to be attracted to women. Right. But there are parameters there. Mm. And that's where I love, you know, Brandon talks about the playground, right? Right. Hey, here's yeah. the playground. You, yeah. can, you can do all kinds of things on this playground. Yeah. But stay in the, yeah. stay in the fence. We did a, a message a few years ago, guardrails. That was yeah. along the same yeah. lines of where your guardrails. And everybody's, each person's guardrail might look different. To certain things. For certain things. Again, I thought there's talked about general. this with La Barba, right? Like there are some things it's nope, this is like a universal right. hey, you can't do right. this. But the extent to which you know you have to be careful, right? I was just talking uh, with somebody about this, just with like relationship boundaries. It's like, well, like what are good boundaries? Like, well, some of that is relative, right? Because you there are some clear like, hey, you can't cross this line. Right. But all everything on this side of it, you have to be mindful of how that affects you. So <clears throat> the fence is here that you can't cross that line. Where you put your, your guardrail, because some people, they could be far away from the fence and go, oh, I see the fence, I'm crossing it. That might Their guardrail <laughs> might have to be in the next county. That's right. <laughs> but other people, and a half other people they might be like, fence. okay, I'm, I'm close enough to that. I mean, I don't need to go any further. It might be a lot closer, but... The fence is God's parameter of don't go here. 
So. And you have to, again, it all goes down to the heart. Like what, man, what is driving you to do certain things? Uh, what, how do you respond when certain things happen? Like really pay attention to that, to the heart. So Brandon talked about self-deception and that mm. was like, I was like, man, that's, we are so good at just, <laughs> just deceiving ourselves into sin, right? Or things that are unhealthy. Um, and that's where I wrote the search me, search me prayer. So Andy Stanley wrote the book, better decisions, fewer regrets. I think I've referenced that before, but I mean, in there, he talks about how good we are at selling ourselves on mm. bad ideas. Mm. And the whole premise of the book is he gives you five questions to ask <clears throat> to kind of <laughs> well, make better decisions. Right. Like, okay, wait. And, and Brandon asked a similar question yesterday, kind of that, like, <clears throat> how did he say it? Essentially, like, am I honest to myself and God? Right. Right. Because a lot of times we're, we're convinced, oh, no, hey, this is good. I, now, in first service, the example that he used was church attendance. Yeah. Which I thought was like a really, I mean, like a nice, gentle way to kind of get into those waters of self-deception. But I think it's, it's so true. You know, if average church attendance is one out of seven weeks, but yet we would say, oh, yeah, like I'm part of this body. Right. Like, are you really? Yeah. Like, what other thing that you're involved with, could you have like a one in seven attendance record? And being, I, I mean, I wasn't an athlete. Yeah. But like, but like let's say I'm a, I'm a football player. Hey, coach, I'll come to one out of every seven practices. Unless you're Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole wasn't video. he a basketball player yeah and he's there's an interview about him going to practice and he was like practice uh, <laughs> he, he felt like he didn't have to practice oh okay. <laughs> but he's alan iverson but anyway <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to do that. <clears throat> well <clears throat> but i mean really like I, i'd be curious we'll, we'll have to ask coach stewart like but hey if i'm a as a football player i come to you and i say hey i'm, I'm just gonna show up to one out of seven Am I actually a part of that team? You're probably going to practice like three times. <laughs> well, right, but I mean, but, I, but I'm, I'm yeah, actually no. curious. Like, yeah, I mean, no. I don't. They'd probably get cut from the team. In the body, this community, the ecclesia. I mean, it's a community. It's a relationship. <laughs> what if I told Sheila, "Hey, I'm just going to come around every every once every seven weeks," <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, how healthy, how, how healthy relationship? is your marriage going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, might, she might appreciate it. No? That's, That's right. <laughs> what if, uh, yeah, you respond to one out of every seven texts somebody yeah. sends you. Like, what if, I mean. Oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> is that poking a little bit? Well, I, yes, I had, I have a, an email I have to respond to. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe. I, I, uh, maybe that's your yeah. Holy Spirit reminder to yes, respond to that email after the podcast. Holy Spirit does have a face. <laughs> Um, and he's bald. I don't <laughs> so the, again, with the self-deception, so I can even go for here, here, right? Josh, I, I'm not a murderer. He says a murderer. That's not me. Self-deception. Because what does I he say? I didn't kill anybody. Right. What does he say? <clears throat> Matthew, for Matthew 5, I say, 6, 7. Yes. Yep. If, you, if you're angry with a brother and sister, you commit a murder. So that's part of the self-deception is we look, look at these. Oh, I've never, you know, I'm not... I don't commit adultery. What? He says. He says lust. This is Matthew thing. five, the same thing. Oh. So it's these things that are in your heart again, that are 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 evil and uh, are sinful, and 
You're deceiving yourself when you say, oh, those aren't me. Mm, they are you, and they're me. <laughs> and, that's, and it's really important to come to terms with some of those things, to root those out. <clears throat> like I said before, I was, I was in 1 Corinthians 5 and 6 <clears throat> this morning. Um, I'm going to go there. This is one of Paul's. Yeah, get a little, yeah. little, little hit of jalapeno juice. Mm. <clears throat> uh, this isn't the Bible that I was in this morning, but so I don't have it. So this is one of the times in Scripture. And there are multiple places: Galatians, then Colossians. Paul has it, but in in First Corinthians six, he gives this list. He says, don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin mm. or who worship idols, which <clears throat> that's much broader than we think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not just talking about little uh, gold statues. Mm -hmm. Or commit adultery, which Jesus equated lust with that. Mm -hmm. uh, or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality. Or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheap people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. So, <laughs> like our self-deception has eternal implications. Mm -hmm. If 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 I'm if I'm self-deceived and I'm like, hey, you know what? <clears throat> My drinking's not a problem. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things that keeps people out of the kingdom. Right. Yeah. That should scare us, yeah. man. Like but the ones that are even scarier, I think, are like the the greedy people. <laughs> or or are abusive, right? Like now we'd have to dig into the yeah. original language on that, but like, I think some of us are far more uh, in line with this list than we might realize. I think we also deceive ourselves um, with how sin is bad. <laughs> I've been trying to. I've been I was trying actually, to think how it's going to work. Cause it, it's yeah, I was. Like, I was hoping. I was like, hoping. I was like. I really hope, no. I really hope that we get I this think, line. <laughs> I think this is a good part. This, it's bad. It's really, really, listen to me. Sin is really bad. And we deceive ourselves when we're, we, it's not that big. That's the only thing that can separate us from God. That's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And right there, Paul says, you, know, you won't inherit the, the kingdom. of. So we deceive ourselves when we minimize sin. And if, and and again, like Brandon said, it's not to beat you up. Like that, I, I think it was JB or maybe it was Brandon a couple of weeks ago talked about the gospel, the good news. There's bad news before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, JB JB was talking about that in the episode uh, him and Kinsey. So we have to realize how bad sin is to see how good Jesus is, like what He did for us. Um, well, and the weight, <clears throat> the consequences of our sin. Yeah. Recognizing that we are sinful, not sinner. Again, that, and I think that's an important distinction, right? Right. When we come to faith, uh, Galatians talks about this. We're sons or daughters, right. heirs of God. Like our, our identity has changed that we still sin. Yes. But we're not just a bunch of dirty, rotten sinners. Right. That was our pre-salvation identity that changes. We still have to go through the sanctification process. But if you're practicing these things, if, if these, the things that... <clears throat> then you're refusing to take on the new identity. Right. 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 It's, it's a rejection and, of the gospel. And are you 
converted. That's the, that's where the, that's the rub. That's the rub. <laughs> yeah. So err on the other side, the, the safe side of, hey, I probably shouldn't do this. Well, and I think that's the one of the things that has unfortunately contributed to the uh, hypocrisy mm. criticism, right? Because, you know, Brandon asked the question, does my life look different than the world around me? Right. Well, I, I think this contributes to true hypocrisy. Right. In the sense that we talk about how our lives will look different when we have Jesus. Well, I want people to, to think I'm moving and grooving and going in the right direction. You know, maybe it's a slower progress or a pr slower process than what I want. Mm -hmm. So I kind of pretend like I'm a little bit better than I actually am. Right. Now we've become a hypocrite, right? We're playing a role. We're like, oh, hey, I'm going to at least make it look like my life is transformed because they keep telling me my life should look different. So I'm going to make my life look different. But it's not that we make our own lives look different. The Holy Spirit makes our, Holy life. Spirit makes our life look different. Yeah. And that's a process, a lifelong process. Yeah. So, yeah, we have, we've got to be mindful of that, that we don't try to enact our own transformation. Because mm. that's not the way that it works. So... And it'll fail. And it'll fail, right? I mean, because because if it's just me trying to 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 hold all my stuff together, right, and and pull myself up by my own bootstraps, like that's not sustainable. Uh, again, we need the power of Holy Spirit to overcome sin. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. Yep, I agree. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I was going back to this, uh, like we ended the service with, no longer slave the. the so I often talk about spiritual Stockholm syndrome. Mm. There's, um, a, there's a book in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I keep bringing these things up. You keep telling me I should write a book. I just come up with titles. Um, but this whole idea of uh, like, so, so the bad news is sin is bad. Mm -hmm. God is good. You'll be okay. Um, because God is good. Mm -hmm. uh we're no longer a slave to the sin. Like before Christ, we're that we're slaves to sin. After Christ, we're no we're we're free from that. But there's sometimes what I call like I, this is where I call um, spiritual Stockholm syndrome. The people often feel like they're chained to a certain sin. Like this is just what I do. Like no. You're a child of God. You are no longer a slave. That's where the song of no longer a slave comes in. I, I know Brandon talked about it, just fear. Well, it's, it's everything, mm -hmm. not just fear. It's, it's all kinds of sinful behaviors. You're not a slave. That is not what defines you. Christ defines you. You're, you do not have to have the spiritual Stockholm syndrome of, um, for those of you that don't know what Stockholm syndrome is, is I like the, the, the analogy you give with the dog. Oh, the learned helplessness. Yeah. So, so, so a, a person that was captured, they would stay with their captor even though they had freedoms because it was a psychological thing. That's what they call Stockholm syndrome. Well, that's where I call this spiritual Stockholm syndrome because we're free from these sins. We're not we're not slaves to them, but yet we function as though we are. We function as no. though we are. And you you maybe even hear language like this. Hey, man, I just I can't help it. I yeah. just. This is what I do. I have to give it. A, no, you, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. No. Power and, of Holy Spirit is greater than the power yes. of sin. So yeah. No. So yeah. So I thought that was a, a good point. That that I liked how we ended 
the service with, with that song because, um, like Brandon said, this isn't a thing to beat you up because we're not, right? This, these aren't the things that, that define us. We're now ch- children of God, but we can't deceive ourselves right? And, and not be honest with ourselves. It's holding a lot of things in tension. I'm not a slave to sin anymore, but I also haven't reached a place of perfection yet. But that's where transparency and confession, things mm-hmm. like that come into play, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me to be able to say, man, here's what I'm wrestling with. Yeah. You know, as long as if I, if I feel like I've got to keep that all in to try to look like I've got it all together so that it looks like I'm a transformed person. Right. right? I just shot myself in the foot. Yeah. So. And if you're only coming to church on Sunday <laughs> and trying to get all the way through the rest of the week without getting into this is that that's the answer right that's the that's how we we get we recognize that these chains aren't we're not bound to these mm-hmm. things no that's good and, and uh holy spirit can work in and through us that's good that's one thing i wanted to bring up is like because i know on next step sometimes we, we we talk about um up in and out so and, and getting into word and having quiet times and and sometimes i might get the question I, I don't even know where to begin i don't even know sir you guys from stage give so much like there's more scripture than just mark stuff like it's it's a little bit different with mark but like in the act series like you guys give so much scripture that just right just go do a that'll sustain you through the week i promise you mm. there'll be seven or eight different scriptures that that you could go and say okay i know they referenced it at, at, at this point you know with this message but what what was Jesus or whatever? What was the the whole concept of behind that scripture and, and do that mm-hmm. for? There's there's plenty. Well, even like you know, some weeks we cover most or all of a chapter. Some weeks we only cover a little bit. Even if you spend the whole week mm. just going through whatever chapter we read. Hey, yeah. Every day this week, I'm going to read part or all of Mark seven. Right. Like I'm going to really like not just like mindless like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah I remember that right. part. No, but like actually, like Spencer, like, huh? Right. Chew on it, meditate on it, right? Like, do a deep dive yeah. into that one chapter for the whole week. Yeah, I think you'd you'd see. But even with stuff come from that, like I said with Mark, that's I mean, because that's kind of what you guys are doing with the like the life groups, right? Mm-hmm. But even like the topical, um, um, <laughs> services. You'll give a, a scriptures throughout the whole, like all over the place in the Bible. So mm-hmm. there'll be one main one for that topic, but then you'll have like other ones that are that are pointing to it. So take those other ones and and go to those and say, hey, what, what was what was the situation here in Leviticus? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Whatever it might be. Anyway, I just just a thought. No, that's for, good for people. That's good. Uh, hey, so one of the, the last things uh, Pastor Brandon asked yesterday was, are my traditions barriers to people coming mm. to Jesus? That's my paraphrase of, mm. of the question. Uh, let's talk just briefly about traditions. Like, what, I don't know, what does that look like in our context? Traditions that might be a barrier to people coming to Jesus. So one, one of the things, one of them that I think of is um, maybe attire that a church might the old Sunday wear, best, the Sunday, best Sunday best suits and tie. 
you're not allowed in our doors. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just the one of them that I, or even making people feel uncomfortable of with that. Like if I don't have a suit and tie. Yeah. Which, and I think, so, I think the origins of that, like many traditions, was probably a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Like you see, you know, like priests, uh, in, in the Older Testament, like they had a very specific dress code that they were to follow. Right. And what they wore was pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, like you're here to serve God. Like you're going to wear this, this clothing that sets you apart. Maybe we've carried over from that. Yeah. Which is a, a, a kind of messed up model because that's a, we're not under that covenant anymore for one thing. Also, even though like the New Testament refers to us as, as priests and kings and whatever, it's a totally different priestly model than what it was then. Uh, but I think a good heart, Hey, I want to bring the best that I have to Mm -hmm. God. A reverence for God. Where we mess it up is we assume that everybody has access to the same best that we do. Right. Not everybody's got a suit and tie. Right. <laughs> so, or if I want to, if I want to, because, um, I want to show reverence for God. And I want to like, like when I got married, I, I, I wore tux because mm-hmm. I'm meeting my bride. So mm-hmm. if I look at it that way, like I'm going to meet with God and worship, that's fine, but I can't put mine on other other people right. i that's for me like if that's what i the way I, the way i want to feel and the way that um i'm responding to my reverence for god that's for me but i cannot say you need to do this too yeah josh you i, <laughs> man, I can't believe you wear a t-shirt a button up yeah yeah and a t-shirt I got under. my polo on <laughs> <laughs> so that's where yeah. That's where our traditions can... That's yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I, I, had a, I had a buddy as a teenager, a uh, couple of buddies as a teenager. We hung out as a friend group. And uh, the one, you know, one time I was like, oh, hey, man, I'll go to your church to, to another buddy. And he said, eh, like, dude, if you show up in my church in jeans, like, they'll, they'll <laughs> literally kick you out of church. Wow. And that's that's where that's become a, a, literally become a barrier to somebody engaging in worship. Yeah. And that's a problem. So I think it's important that we we look at... The, the various things that we do as a church, as part of our, our walk with Jesus. And we have to ask the question, like, okay, what fuels this? And one, is it biblical? Mm-hmm. Like, is, is this like a, a moral mandate that right. we have in Scripture? Is this a cultural thing? Is this a personal preference kind right. of thing? Right. Uh, and depending on what fuels that, we have to be really careful to to hold on loosely because guess what culture changes the word of god doesn't change Mm -hmm. but the problem is we equate well you have to wear a suit that's in the bible no (laughs) no it isn't no it isn't like we've 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 elevated our our tradition to the 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 same authority as the word of god Mm -hmm. and that's that's a mistake that's the mistake right um you know i've i like me some hymns Mm -hmm. my dad is choir director i love choirs my mom's an organist piano player right all these things i love hymns i love some of that more traditional church music but even that is good dude they weren't playing the organ (laughs) in like first century you know palestine church right (laughs) (laughs) right i mean so so it's traditional for me because that's what i grew up with but 
Does that mean that that's a timeless thing? Should that still be the way that we engage in worship through music? No. In some settings, maybe. Yeah. In all I mean, settings? No, no. I don't, I don't yeah. think so. Like, you've, you've definitely seen a shift away from that. And there so, is the... There, unfortunately, there are some churches out there that say, like, this is the kind of music that, that you must... And, and and so my in my question my question to those churches and not in like a jerk way but like hey like are you seeing fruit are right. you are you seeing disciples that make disciples are you seeing people coming to faith and the tools that you're using for worship right organ piano hymns and if they are awesome like we we're all on board yep. with that uh, that doesn't work in this context right but my question to them is if it doesn't hey if your church is gradually dwindling in size. Maybe it's time to examine the things that we do. Ask the question, why do we do these things? And if it's because, well, this is what we've always done. That's not a real great, it's not a real great model. Like, (laughs) and that's what I I like about what Ryan has said in the past is like, we'll do anything short of sin to reach the lost. Like, He's, we know he, he's not a country music fan, but he, he's often said, if, if the Lord's calling us, he said, I will be hoed down <laughs> from the stage. I, I mean, we'll Some do a spiritual square dancing. Spiritual square dancing. <laughs> I don't think you're a fan of country music. I am, I do not. Yeah. Like, LaBarba keeps trying to <laughs> convince me. He's, he's got, LaBarba's got really good musical taste, but, uh, yeah, he, he likes some stuff that's a little bit more country than I prefer. So. Are you a country music guy? I like all music. Okay. I like uh, uh, all music. Ska. <laughs> if you didn't know this, <laughs> you didn't know this. Chris and I are actually in an imaginary ska band together. So <laughs> I didn't know what ska was until you told me. Well, like, like I knew the ska. You knew what it was. You just didn't know the label that went with Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. Like you, like when I reference certain bands, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that's, right. that's ska. Right. That's ska. Right. So. S K A is how it's spelled. Go ahead and look it up. Uh, you're welcome. So, <laughs> yeah, we're an imaginary ska band called the Viper Tones. We put out a couple of imaginary records. <laughs> I imaginarily, imaginarily play the trombone. Well, you, but you, I did, you but did. I couldn't. So now, <laughs> so does it hold it on stage and, and dance? <laughs> that dance that's, like that's, I think that's like ninety percent of it. Anyway. It is. It is. <laughs> just because even when you watch, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. So, what do you do? Why do you do it? Uh, if it's not driven by scripture and if it's not fruitful, maybe it's time to prune that from the tree. So. Chris, you got anything else? Uh, for those you guys don't know this, probably watching, but uh, we actually had to come back and redo this. Yes. Because we got done recording and realized that for whatever reason, it just stopped recording. And right now, it could have stopped. It, it might have stopped again. <laughs> we, don't uh, we don't know. I'm We're hoping that it's still... <laughs> I'd, I'd turn the camera on and look, but then I would totally jack up the angle. And then it'd just be like your right ear uh-huh. when, we got, when we got back to it. But So yeah, so hopefully this... <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I I have full confidence in Haley's ability to spice it together. Uh, spice she it does together. a good job. Like she does. Like that whole the Radiant Institute video I did 
I did not like that at all. I, <laughs> I did not like what I did. And she pieced it together. I'm like, that, she made the, she made a masterpiece out of that garbage I gave her. Oh, hey, which I'm glad you brought that up because we didn't do this in the last one. Holy Spirit, a, thank you. A plug? A little a plug. Because here's the deal, right? We're running Institute again. Yeah. Deadline to apply is the end of July. Mm-hmm. So real quick, just what good, bad, and ugly of Radiant Institute, what would you say to somebody who's on the fence? Like, they're not sure. <laughs> JB! There it goes, a, there goes a... I thought you were out of town! That was a flyby. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's Dude! A, he, what are you doing? I thought I was going to fly today, but I'm flying tomorrow. Huh? You could have done. You could have done. Oh, you're better off with this guy anyway. So, <laughs> see everybody next week. All right. So I lied to you earlier when I, I said JB wasn't here because he was out of town. But uh... <laughs> they did a flyby. They did a flyby. <laughs> um, Unless it's not recording, then yeah, uh, then, then, then it's, it's, have to call him back. Hey, do it again. <laughs> He'll be out of breath. So Radio uh, Institute. Institute. Yeah, somebody's on the fence. Uh, I don't know. Is this for me or not? What would you say to that person? Um... Like when we started this this whole uh, thing, and I, I went with right off the bat with the Pharisees coming from Jerusalem. Like those are the types of things you're going to learn in the Radiant Institute of how to look at Scripture and put put that together. Like the geographical, like that's a they didn't have Ubers back. <laughs> a hundred miles is a and it's not like flat like we have here. I mean, a hundred miles and uh, yeah, to just come challenge Jesus about their traditions is that's how how high they held up their traditions. So it's one of those it's one of those details that if you don't have the right lenses to look at scripture, you yeah. you might just glance right over, pass it right over and not it so can you read scriptures and get stuff out of it without it? Like that that kind of yes. But if you it takes it like deepens the whole like like that detail. Like wow that's that's a big detail. Like this isn't, these weren't your local Pharisees. This is just one example. I mean, it's all, all over the place. You see it. So to go in deeper, like I said in, my, in the video that Haley put piece together was like, I had the bits and pieces of, of the biblical story, but Institute really put them all together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now I know the timeline of, and, and certain language and stuff makes sense now. Um, so I would say if that's what you're looking for, absolutely. It's a time commitment, mm-hmm. so you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, I know that you talk and cost. Yeah. I know Ryan tries to talk people out of it, and then I try to and talk then you try to, to yeah. talk it, and it's a switch, people. I'll tell you, he's trying to be the nice guy here, but he's the one with the red pen that does the grading. <laughs> yeah. So if you do get into institute, Ryan's the nicer one on the grading than Josh, but the problem is Ryan doesn't grade. <laughs> So, <laughs> you have so you're stuck with me. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. It's good. Hey, you can go to our website, uh, theradiantlife.church slash radiant dash institute. It's, on, it's under the ministries yeah. tab uh, on our website. But again, we've got through the end of this month, end of July to apply. Uh, we're super excited to do another round. Uh, Chris is actually jumping on board with us. He's going to be uh, teaching some of the, the classes with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. But hey, this has been episode number whatever you see down on the bottom because I can't remember. But uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We encourage you as always to like, share, rate, review, subscribe, 
throw this on your social media. Yeah, give it a thumbs up or a little heart emoji or something. I don't know. Can you do that on? Yeah, I think it's a thumbs up on YouTube. Yeah. But when you share it on your social media, people can give it a little heart emoji, and it's cool. So we got love and thumbs and all kinds of stuff. So, well, hey, uh, we will see you next week. JB and I will be back in the studio. But until then, have a good time. See you. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.